Hey, y'all. It's the NPR Politics Podcast. We are here today with a quick take on today's big news. The FBI has finished its investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server during her time as Secretary of State. Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. FBI Director James Comey recommended no criminal charges today, but this is putting Hillary Clinton in hot water politically. Let's get into all of that. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. I'm Carrie Johnson, justice correspondent. And I'm Ron Elving, editor-correspondent. So let's talk a bit about the investigation first with you, Carrie, because you know the most about it, and you also have to get back to some other stuff. Um, the biggest takeaway here is that there were no charges, right, or no charges just are recommended. The FBI director, James Comey, came right out and said no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. But then, Sam, he went on to say that both Hillary Clinton and her aides had been extremely careless with government secrets, and that's not something any government official or wannabe government official ever once said about them. So knowing that, Ron, is this a win for Clinton legally, but maybe also a loss politically for her? Well, let's consider what could have happened today. What could have happened today was an indictment being at least recommended by the head of the FBI after a year-long investigation and a three-and-a-half-hour interrogation on Saturday at FBI headquarters, nothing that any of us ever want to experience. So had he come out and said, you know, we've got the goods here, and uh, we're going to recommend that a career prosecutor in the Department of Justice bring this case in federal court, uh, that would have been a blow, perhaps a death blow to the political career of Hillary Clinton just at the moment when she was getting on Air Force One to uh, go down to North Carolina and appear for the first time campaigning alongside President Obama as the presumptive Democratic nominee. Wow. The backstory for all of this really quickly, Hillary Clinton used a private email server during her time as Secretary of State, and that was uncovered in the investigation into the 2012 attack at the American diplomatic compound in Benghazi, Libya. And for the last few months, Clinton has said she never used it to send or receive emails that were marked classified. But now we know that that is not actually the case. The FBI director says it doesn't matter whether something was marked classified or not, that Hillary Clinton as secretary of state should have known that extremely sensitive topics were being discussed in her emails. And the FBI director also said that in the uh, the... FBI agents painstaking review of tens of thousands of pages of documents that 110 emails were classified at the time they were sent or received and that Clinton both sent and received some of those emails, including eight email chains, he says, were top secret. That's one of the highest levels there is in the world. Because there are gradations, right? Top secret being the highest. Yeah. And Clinton's, Clinton's spokesman has come out now and said, listen, the secretary has said it was a mistake and she wouldn't do it again. And we want to move on from this. That said, there's going to be a lot of talk. Yeah. So, Carrie, you know this case inside and out. What from Comey's statement today was new to you? If anything. Well, first of all, Sam, the notion that it wasn't just one server in the basement of her home in Chappaqua, New York. Instead, the FBI director has said it turned out that some of this equipment got phased out or, you know, how technology it was a happens. whole operation. Yeah. Wow. So, so one thing gets kind of redundant and you, you set up another system. He also talked about multiple devices, multiple Blackberries that Hillary Clinton used over this period. It took a long time to get to the bottom of all of this. And the FBI director likened it to... Um, taking a big jigsaw puzzle, 
dumping all the pieces on the oh ground my. and the FBI trying to put the puzzle back together again. Oy. You know, part of what we found out today as well was that Clinton also used these emails and private email servers during time overseas in what they called hostile territory. We have some tape of that here. We also assess that Secretary Clinton's use of a personal email domain was both known by a large number of people and readily apparent. She also used her personal email extensively while outside the United States, including sending and receiving work-related emails in the territory of sophisticated adversaries. Given that combination of factors, we assess it is possible that hostile actors gained access to Secretary Clinton's personal email account. Okay, that's bad, right? Really bad. So one of the big issues has been adversaries, foreign adversary governments like Russia and others, China, possibly gaining access to government secrets. And we now know, according to the FBI review, that government secrets were contained in some of these messages. The FBI didn't find beyond a doubt that hostile actors or foreign governments, foreign states had penetrated her email server, but they concluded that may have been the case. And that's a big issue for security. Very much so. They also concluded that if foreign actors had penetrated, they might not have left evidence behind of it. Therefore, the possibility cannot be dismissed. I want to break in with a question that I have and and that folks on Twitter have had. Um, There's been a lot made today about the intent of what Clinton did. And that mattered in terms of whether Comey would recommend charges. What is that about? So uh, the FBI director said they assessed three things. One is that notion of whether hostile actors or foreign states and adversaries had penetrated her email network. Uh, The second is whether there was any intentional mishandling of government secrets. And the third is a misdemeanor statute surrounding maybe gross negligence with respect to government secrets. Intent matters a lot in the criminal law, Sam, because you just don't want to be locking people up for doing dumb stuff. They had to have done something criminal. And the FBI director here said they had done a review of past cases in which people were prosecuted under some of these statutes for mishandling government or classified secrets, government secrets. And what they had found was in those matters, there's either clear evidence of intent, some kind of disloyalty to the U.S. government, Mm. spying, or obstruction of justice. And they found none of those things clearly in this investigation. And that's why the FBI isn't recommending anybody be charged criminally. Gotcha. Now, we should say that FBI Director Jim Comey is a Republican, card-carrying Republican, worked in the George W. Bush administration Justice Department. He donated to Romney's campaign in 2012. But even so, you can imagine there are going to be a lot of people out there who think that that misdemeanor standard that Kerry just described certainly would seem to have been met by some of the circumstances that have been described here in Comey's report. Why is that not gross negligence to the point of being a misdemeanor? Well, one reason, Ron, is that um, not too long ago, um, the Justice Department entered into a plea agreement with former CIA Director David Petraeus. Petraeus had acknowledged on tape um, and had apparently also lied to the FBI about how he provided access to uh, top-level government secrets to a woman who was his mistress, Paula Broadwell, also writing a book about him at the time. The FBI did not find that level of misconduct or intent in the Clinton matter, and Petraeus only got charged with a misdemeanor. So that's why we are where we are in part. Yeah, yeah. Um, The other thing about today is that the FBI director, James Comey, said at the beginning that this was an unusual kind of statement, and this case has gotten to be pretty unusual. We have some tape of that. This is going to be an unusual statement in at least a couple of ways. First, I'm going to include more detail about our process than I ordinarily would. 
because I think the American people deserve those details in a case of intense public interest. And second, I have not coordinated this statement or reviewed it in any way with the Department of Justice or any other part of the government. They do not know what I'm about to say. So why is that important? Normally, you don't see the FBI director laying out the investigative steps or announcing any kind of recommendation that the FBI would make to prosecutors. However, uh, this matter was at such a high level of public interest, as the FBI director said, with Secretary Clinton traveling with uh, President Obama today and the political conventions only weeks away, that he felt the need to do that. One thing he didn't say, Sam, was this entire conflagration last week after uh, Bill Clinton. Hillary Clinton's husband had some tarmac meeting with the Attorney General Loretta Lynch um, in Arizona at an airport. That very issue created such an appearance of impropriety oh, yeah. that I think it very much led today led to, to this, this public statement. Yeah. You know, conspiracy theorists don't really need facts because they have their imaginations. But when you provide a fact like that meeting on the tarmac. And what a fact it was. The travesty on the tarmac between former President Clinton and Loretta Lynch, you had all the fuel that fire could ever need. Now, Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton both say nothing about this case was discussed. Nothing about any law enforcement matters was discussed. It was a social meeting. But what uh, else are they going to say? Well, and, and, and it's entirely possible that, if, if you will, you can stretch your imagination and imagine that they didn't talk about anything of this nature and that at least at that point, the attorney general would have said, Mr. President, this is totally improper. But they had a meeting and that alone is enough to fuel the fire of suspicion. Now, this felt like it might have been some kind of conclusion, but it's not. There is still... Uh a decision to be made by the head of the, of the Department of Justice, right? Yeah, you might not understand it from um, popular entertainment shows or even reading the newspaper, but lawyers make decisions about bringing <laughs> charges and bringing cases to a grand jury, not FBI agents, yeah. right? So uh, th- this recommendation now goes all the way across the street from the FBI headquarters to the Justice Department. It this point, though, it's impossible to me to imagine that the Justice Department would override this recommendation by the FBI director and want to charge somebody with any criminal offense based on this email server. Well, Carrie, you are on lots of deadlines. You have to go. But thank you for this. I learned a lot in just a few minutes. My pleasure. All right. You're still here. I have to stay. I have have to stay. stay. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. All right. So, Ron, let's talk politics now. Using this server was just a totally bad move for Clinton, right? And as Domenico, our colleague, tweeted earlier, it is a symbol of her total paranoia. It is, and it does, of course, play directly into the characterization of her as being a person who makes up her own rules, something that has also been said frequently about her husband. And because we see the Clintons the way the Clintons have always presented themselves as a package, a twofer, as Bill Clinton once said, vote for me and you get two of us. Well, we still see them that way, at least politically, at least in the popular imagination. And so all of this smacks of the bad old days of the Clintons in the 1990s, which, by the way, a lot of people do remember as good old days. And there are lots of reasons to do so on the economic front and so forth and so on. But from the standpoint of people who are talking about the legal system and about things like Bill Clinton being impeached for his relationship with the White House intern and for the way he handled uh, the investigation of that incident and for perjury, which caused him to be disbarred by the Arkansas bar. 
this, all of that comes back as a bad memory for people who remember it and as a bad lesson in history for people who don't remember it and are just learning it for the first time. Yeah. You know, what's been interesting for me to see since this statement today from Comey is that I've seen a lot of folks online, if they support Trump or don't support Hillary, this is just more reason to do that. And if they do support Hillary... It's more reason to do that. Are people going to find in this statement from Comey and the ongoing saga of these emails, can they find whatever conclusion they want? It seems to me that it's hard to read the entirety of his statement and take it at face value and not feel at least a little tug of doubt about whatever your conclusions had been 24 hours ago. So let's say you thought that this was all trumped up and that there was absolutely no reason to have any doubt about what Hillary Clinton did Mm -hmm. with respect to her server. This would have to make you think again about all of that and say to yourself, hmm, that's a little worse than I thought it was going to be. This is a little more There's multiple servers. There was the BlackBerry in hostile territory. There's stuff that is more than just... Extremely, a few emails in her basement. That's correct. And extremely careless is pretty strong language. Yes. So if that's the camp that you're in, you're going to have to have a moment, a pause. If, on the other hand, you thought all along, as I've heard many people say to me, you were dead certain she would be indicted, then I think you have to look at the work that Comey did here and the conclusions that he came to and the reasoning that he presented and say, maybe there's something here I don't quite understand. Maybe the way the law is written is not great. Maybe the way that the crime standard is set or the bar that is set is too high before you can actually bring an actionable case. And that may be your conclusion after having read all of this report. So we've already seen Trump tweet about this. He said he couldn't believe there were no charges. And he wrote the hashtag rigged system. The Trump campaign also put a statement out using those same words, rigged system. And that theme is becoming a bigger thing this election. And you've seen it in the rise of Trump and the rise of Sanders is this anti-establishment ethos. And this idea that there are some people who are above the law, whether it be Wall Street or money-hungry politicians. You know, when people see news like this today, doesn't that just reinforce that? Like, wouldn't someone say... Well, if I took my work emails and hid them on a private server in my house, something would happen to me. And then to see nothing happen to Clinton, or at least it seems to be nothing to some people, that just supports this idea that there is this establishment that gets whatever they want. That some people don't get penalized the way the rest of us do exactly. if they get caught. There and, are different rules for different people. And even if they recognize the legal standard, even if they can see that there isn't a case you could make in yeah. court because Something you can't still prove just feels intent, it doesn't feel right, doesn't feel jake, they don't like it. And then they introduce into that thought all of their own personal frustrations. And we all have many personal frustrations with the way things work in our worlds, the bureaucracies, the economy, the way... We don't seem to be able to get away with what Wall Street can get away with. Economic disparities play into this. All kinds of things, right? Whatever it is that makes you feel that the world is not fair to you, you can translate it into this particular set of facts. So we expect Trump will use this to attack Clinton on national security. And for Clinton, this totally overshadows what Democrats were hoping would be the big news of today, her first campaign stop with the sitting president, Barack Obama, in North Carolina. Yes, it does. It certainly is an overwhelming subtext to any other news today. 
But in the long run, the big shadow hanging over her campaign has been, is it possible she will get indicted? Is it possible that she will be in such legal trouble she'll have to withdraw as a candidate for president? And that question has been answered in the negative. She is going to go forward. And the event with the president today, in a sense, while it may seem mistimed, in a way can be a good thing for her because she can show herself to be, in some sense or another, past it all campaigning with the president, up on the stage, being warmly received by an audience, no one of which will be shouting carelessness at her. So we'll talk more about that campaign event on Thursday in our weekly roundup. But to wrap it up now, this email story, it really just gets at the big problem that Hillary Clinton has had this entire election. Lots of people just don't find her trustworthy. And there are lots of folks that even say they're going to vote for her and they don't find her trustworthy. How does she overcome something like that? In the same moment where she seems to have gotten some finality, knowing that there won't be charges, it still brings up the whole issue again. And you've got the FBI director saying that she was extremely careless. And it, like, this yet again raises the issue of trustworthiness. How does she beat that? She will probably never entirely beat it. If she's president, she will not entirely beat it. That kind of characterization clings to a presidency as it clings to a candidate. But in the months ahead, when we determine whether or not she can ever be president, she is going to have to do everything that she can to pledge her fealty to every kind of stricture that she would face as president. As your president, I will do this. As your president, I will do that. Most transparent this, most transparent that. It may ring hollow to many Americans, but she has to at least try to overcome that trustworthiness. The first and without which there is none step in that road is to get past an FBI investigation with no charges being recommended. That at least brings this to the point of carelessness, bad judgment, bad behavior, but not criminality. Criminality would be the torpedo that the ship could not survive. All right. We will talk more about all of this later this week. Until then, more coverage at NPR.org or on your local public radio station. And if you missed our episode from this morning on musicals and politics, yes, we did that with Ron Elving and Bob Mondello. Go back and listen to that. Also featuring our own Danielle Kurtzleben. It is so, so much fun. All right. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. I'm Ron Elving, editor correspondent. Thank you for listening to the NPR Politics Podcast. <laughs>